the quote-unquote real Cyrano. You may have heard that there was a real Cyrano de Bergerac, whose life inspired many of the details of this drama. I say real in quotes, because whatever historic details might align with the plot of our play, and I will confess I was startled to learn how many there are, I would still assert that the souls of our play and our protagonist were wholly brought to being by Rostand. Also, I recently watched a French biopic about Rostand that made it seem as if he was some fool with an inexplicable gift for poetry who ambled through life and was blindly struck with inspiration that came straight from his circumstances. The character of Cyrano is an immortal and masterful creation, and I want no credit taken from the mind of the man who made him. So, with that preamble out of the way, let me tell you what I learned about Savignen Hercule de Cyrano Bergerac from the introduction of a translation of his book, A Voyage to the Moon, yes, I'll get to that later, by Curtis Hidden Page. This Cyrano, too, was a swashbuckler, a poet, and a philosopher, who was born to a noble French family in Paris in 1619. Page says in his introduction, quote, We must, alas, admit that he was not a Gascon. He ought to have been one. He certainly deserved to be one. But fortune, who seems to have taken pleasure in always making him just miss his destiny, began by doing him this first and greatest wrong of not letting him be born a Gascon. Unquote. He had a dear and lifelong friend named Lebray, who, quote, was always seeking to reform Cyrano, who admired him, who loved him, but who was of such opposite nature that he understood him not at all. Unquote. He once penned a satiric letter called Against Montfleury, the Fat, Bad Actor and Bad Author, and one evening, apparently, drove him off the stage, forbidding him to reappear for a month. When the audience protested, he challenged them all to a duel. After college, he entered the company of a famous regiment commanded by Carbon de Casteljaloux. Among his most famous exploits was a legendary fight with a hundred men, one provoked when his friend Liniere wrote an article that wounded the pride of a noble lord. This fight was witnessed by men named Quigy and Broussailles. He was a writer who penned love letters, poetry, comedic plays, and a fantastical work of science fiction called The Voyage to the Moon. At the end of his life, he was compelled to accept the patronage of a duke to survive. And, Page says, the nose, too, is authentic. All his portraits depict a man with, quote, a large, generous, well-shaped nose, hooked rather than retroussé, and planted squarely in the symmetrical middle of the face, not ridiculous, but monumental, unquote. According to legend, this nose was the subject of many duels, and brought about the deaths of more than ten men. In his Voyage to the Moon, Cyrano wrote of the nose, Page says, as the index of valor, intelligence, and all high qualities. There is a last parallel that I cannot share without spoilers, but I'll try to remember to mention it later. 
Fascinating, isn't it, how many of the details are true to life? But note what is missing. First, Cyrano playing Romeo for his rival, which is the very essence of the story in our play. And second, the true and pure soul of Rostand's Cyrano. Just as Cyrano could see beyond a simple kiss to its ideal realization and its metaphysical meaning, Rostand did the same for the life of this man.' 